Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, a holistic psychologist, Reiki master, and astrologer. On this show, you'll discover practical information from both Eastern and Western medicine, as well as ancient cultures, to empower you to live vibrantly. So join me on this powerful journey into transforming all facets of being human, spirit, mind, physical body, and emotions. Hello, hello. I'm so excited for today's podcast. Today we're talking about something that I have become very passionate about in the last few years, mainly because it's really changed my life dramatically. And it's meditating. I know people hear that word, and I was one of them for a long time. You hear the word meditation and you go, uh, and people think, well, isn't that for monks, you know, that live far away or, you know, all kinds of different ideas pop up when we say the word meditating. And I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, I can't, I just can't do that. That's not for me. And meditating isn't something that's either for or not for you. It's really about finding the form that works for you. And today we're going to talk about sort of some of the, what I see as the myths around meditation and then really the magic of meditation. So I wanted to start off by really encouraging you just to take the information in this show as always with an open mind and an open heart and really challenge yourself to see what you can connect with and what you think you might be willing to try for yourself. Because just, we always have choices, you know, there's opportunities. And before I go any further, actually, I wanted to just say thank you. Speaking of opportunities, I want to show my gratitude. I'm so grateful to everyone for listening. And the podcast, you know, has been out now for about two weeks and is really starting to gain some momentum. So I'm very grateful to all of you for listening. But I want to say every day we have choices. And thank you for making the choice to listen to the podcast. But the other thing is, when we make a choice, sometimes we think that it's like a one-time thing. And as far as our own personal choices, it's really important to understand that every day, sometimes we have to make the same choice again. And by that, I mean, if you really want to take good care of yourself, it can be a choice. It takes practice and you have to repeat things over and over again. And that may be anything from the choices you make regarding what food you put in your mouth. You know, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to eat healthy. Okay. That's a choice, but that's a choice that you make again and again and again, every time you go to the grocery store and choose your food, every time you choose what you get at a restaurant and put in your mouth, every time you cook something, I just want you to realize that a lot of times we don't take responsibility for our choices and realize those choices are your power and you have so much power to make your life whatever you want it to be. And I just want to encourage you to choose wisely and actually make a choice because sometimes we do things out of default and that's a choice too. So today with meditation, I hope you try it. I hope you find a way to make it part of your life. If not, that's okay too. I'm I'm a big believer that not everything is for everyone. And 
I do think it's important for us to be open to it and, and try and work it out. Okay. All that being said, meditation really to me, meditation is about going within and connecting to myself, to higher consciousness, to the divine, the higher power, whatever that is for you, God, source, love, whatever it means to you. It's important that we realize there's more to life than just our physical bodies here on planet Earth. And we are all made of energy and we are made of so much magic. And if you think about what goes on in each cell in our body, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, aren't you fascinated every day? I'm like, wow, good thing I don't have to remember to digest. My body just does it for me. You know, all the things that the body does that are autonomic, that that happen automatically, that's a good thing. But I say that as an example of how magical we are, how absolutely incredibly perfectly made our bodies are. They do all these things and probably way more than we realize to me, meditation is a way to get in touch with the fact that I can make a choice that I can help this physical body, but I can also connect to my self as a spiritual being and also connect with God, with the divine, with higher consciousness. What's it going to Everybody's always like, what's it going to do for me? Well, I can't tell you what exactly it's going to do for you because it depends on what you need. Meditation's been around for thousands of years. This is not something new. This is something newer as far as popularity-wise in the Western world, but it's been around for a really, really, really long time. And that's because of the effectiveness of it. What we've found through the studies that have been done is that it's it people that have done meditation routinely for a while, get benefits such as decreasing anxiety, decreasing stress, reporting less chronic pain, reporting enhancements in mood and immune system functioning, improvements in cardiovascular health. All of this because people made a choice to try and come into stillness to try and reconnect to themselves. And basically what you're doing physiologically is you're saying sympathetic nervous system, that's the fight or flight or freeze system. You're saying, you work enough. (laughs) You work enough as it is. We're going to let you take a break and we're going to let the parasympathetic nervous system come to the forefront and work for a while. And that's really physiologically what meditation taps into. And that's our relaxation response, our calmness. And it's so important in today's lifestyle that we give ourselves a break and we say, oh my gosh, all this go, 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 all the stimulation. We're so busy physically, emotionally, mentally. Our physical bodies need a break. And that break isn't just stopping moving because moving can be a good thing too. It's stopping overwhelming ourselves with stimulation of all kinds. And that's what 
meditation does is it says, let's come back to the center and just quiet all the noise. Quiet all the noise. If you think about it, there's times where we like variety. Human beings, we like variety. You might want times where you're up and you're partying and you're dancing and loud music and or busyness or you're hectic or you're working out hard, you're sweating, you're building something. You can be doing so many different things with these incredible bodies that we have. But then there's a time where we need recovery time. We need to rebuild. And all of that activity is really wonderful, but sometimes that takes us sort of outside of ourselves and we can get lost. And I think of meditation as a coming home. I go out and I go do all the things that I do during the day. And sometimes by the end of the day, I start off, I'm in a totally different place. And I mean that as far as not physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, what meditation does is it says, well, let's go back to that core. Life doesn't always need to be complicated. It can be really simple. And meditation is about as simple as it gets because it can be as simple as breathing. That's something we all do. We need to do it. If you're not doing it, you're not going to survive for very long. One of the things I want to touch on right away is sort of the myths. I really... I don't want to say get upset. I really am concerned when people think that there's one way to do things, especially something like meditation. The, the myth is that there's a right and a wrong way to do meditation. There is not a right and a wrong way to do meditation. The only wrong thing would be not trying to find stillness for yourself, not, not trying to create a quiet center space for, for you. But as far as how the actual how to do it. I've heard a lot of theories there are, and there are systems and there's people that believe it needs to be a certain way. I'm not one of those. Do I personally practice in a specific way? I do. I, I do specifically meditate every day and I do use, you know, a cross seated position. And I have a very specific routine that I do that works for me. Do I think that that needs to work for everybody that way? No, I don't. As a matter of fact, I often recommend, depending on the person, I'll recommend for people, especially if this is something very new and overwhelming to them, I'll I'll say, you know what? First of all, I love nature. So I'm always like, I, I believe that nature gives us a big boost. So I'm like, go ahead and just walk outside. Walk outside and try and just focus on mindful breathing outside in nature. For some people, the idea of being still scares them. So there's no one way to do it. But the one thing I want to be completely honest with you about is what happens for some people is, and I was one of them, this is how I know as well, when we take the time for ourselves, this is you know important self-care, when we take the time to try and be still and be quiet, guess what that means? It means that all the things that we've been trying to avoid, they might come up. They might come up. The emotions that sometimes we run run from or we numb ourselves from, they may show up. And the key is to stop 
running from them and just observe them and embrace them. And it's okay. And I want everyone to know crying is just a release of energy. If you need to cry, cry. It's so healthy. It's so healthy to let energy flow. And I look at crying as just an energy release. You don't want to block energy. You want to let the energy flow where it needs to go. I mean, especially in that case where you want to just observe it and not judge it. And I think for a lot of us, the fear with meditation is that the fear of what's going to come in or what starts to come in. And I'll just tell you the story for me, when I first started trying to meditate, I literally had trouble physically sitting for 10 minutes, not because I was antsy, but because my body was doing everything to try and distract me. It was like, oh, I'm going to have a muscle cramp here. Oh, my back. Oh, I can't possibly sit like this. No, no, no. This is too hard for my back. And my brain was throwing all kinds of thoughts at me. So for me, it was really partially the physical discipline of saying, okay, I am going to sit here. So backache, leg cramp, whatever else you want to throw at me, physical body, I'm just going to observe you and know that I'm okay. I really am okay sitting here. And it took a long time for my body to realize I was going to sit there and the little distractions weren't going to work. And then it was like phase two. And I'm not saying everybody's going to go through these phases, but that was that was phase one of my body's attempt to get me out of meditation. And then phase two was the thoughts. I thought I had to stop them. I was like, okay, aren't I supposed to sit here and be still and have some sort of fantastical experience? And I was really upset because that didn't happen. I was sitting there once I could sit without having my physical body's attention constantly trying to draw me out of uh, calmness and stillness. Then my mind said, my brain said, oh, we've got lots of thoughts. We can just run those, you know, on autopilot through your mind. And at first I was trying to get rid of them. I was like, stop, stop, stop. I don't want to think. I want to have some kind of excellent experience. I was going to do meditation right. See, they would have said I was going to do it and I was going to do it right. It was like I was trying to achieve something. (laughs) No, it's so silly. I say that and I laugh because that's exactly how I was. And I know so many people think, okay, this is something I'm going to do, meditation. I'm going to achieve meditation. Meditation is not an achievement. Having a daily meditation practice is not an achievement. It's something you do for self-care. It's something that you do uh, because you want to love yourself and be healthy. And I approached it at the time when I was trying to learn years ago as basically like an athletic event, a competition. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve it. I'm going to be really good at it. And that's sort of what my mentality was. And that was why it was so, took me a really long time because that's not at all what it's about. So if you can let all that go and say, I'm going to sit quietly, or if you need to move, I'm going to, you can sit, you can lay down, you can stand. Let me just start off by that. You can sit, you can lay down, you can stand. If you have eyes closed, probably walking wouldn't be a good idea, but if you're going to, you can do mindful walking as well. You want to find a way to reconnect. And as far as my story, 
it got a lot better once I realized, stop trying to control the experience. It's a surrendering. It's a surrendering into the moment and being okay with whatever comes up. And it really is that simple. Surrender to the moment, know you're safe, and be okay with what comes up. Now, after you can write down, journal about whatever came up, those kinds of things, but you really just want to be in that moment and allow whatever needs to happen to happen as far as what physical sensations you have, what emotional experiences you have, whatever thoughts come in. It's a beautiful thing because they kind of learn to float by if you don't grab onto them. You know, I was kind of grabbing them and trying to wrestle them and that does not work because the minute you put more energy into something, it grows bigger. It grows bigger. It's really helpful if you can just think of those thoughts as they float by and just kind of say hi and let them go and just be okay with the experience and not judge yourself. It really comes down to really not judging yourself as well. Not judging yourself. It's the whole right or wrong thing. There is not, that doesn't exist in this meditation land. Let yourself be and whatever occurs is okay. I hope that that clears up a lot of things for people and that you'll give meditation a chance theoretically, at least. (laughs) I'm going to give you some different suggestions of types in a minute, but I just wanted to say the magic of meditation to me is really that connection that you achieve with yourself. And for me, I feel connected to, very much connected to, to God, to create, to the creator when I, um, when I meditate and I've been meditating for years and I told you sort of the beginning, I'll give you the end in a minute, but it was a, it's been a long, long, long process for me to get where I am at now, where I actually enjoy meditation. And it's not like that for everyone. I don't mean to scare you off. <laughs> I don't mean to scare you off at all. Um, and I know other people that meditate and really just would like to live in their meditation state. And I can't even relate to that. I sort of can now a little bit, but I just can't imagine how easy it is for them. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a very, very beautiful thing. But I say that just to let you understand that it's a unique experience for all of us. And that for some people it comes very naturally. And then for other people like myself, it's been a long road of being open to it and continuing to try different things and really kind of figuring it out over time for myself, how best works for me. Okay. So that being said, if you wanted to try, I always say to people, you always want to set yourself up for success. And to do that, you want to have the right intention. You know, your intention just needs to be Whatever speaks to you, but things that are helpful can be, and you know, I have an intention to spend a few minutes connecting with myself, with God, with whatever you want to connect with that's, you know, for your highest good. And just tell yourself, you know, I want to connect with love. I want to connect with love for myself. And I want to just feel ease and joy and peace. And then just sit down or lay down. 
are the most common. Close your eyes and breathe nice and slowly in and out. And there's lots of things we can do with breath, but when you're first starting, you don't need to really control how the breath works. Just notice it. Just notice your breath. And then when you have done this more, you may want to play around with different breath work ideas. But what we're talking about today is really sort of just the very simple practice of quiet. I think of it as a quieting down. It's like quieting down all the chaos of the world, all the busyness of life, cutting it all away, cut it all away and just be with you in your own beautiful, silent, sacred space. And now that I just mentioned silent sacred space, it's making me think you do want to choose a place. You want to be mindful about where you meditate. You want to choose a place where you feel comfortable, where, and I don't just mean physically, I mean mentally, you know, a place where you can sit or lay down comfortably, where you feel like you're not going to be interrupted, where there isn't a lot of noise, or if there is noise, you can either tune it out or wear headphones to calm it out noise counseling. And you want to set yourself up in an environment that allows your intention to come to fruition. Create a sacred space. Some people like to light a candle or light incense or have an aromatherapy diffuser going. For me personally, I tend to meditate in the same place by a window in my house where I can feel, cause it's in the morning. I feel um, it's an East facing window. I can feel the sun on my face, but I do have um, plants right there. I have crystals. Sometimes I will light incense, sometimes aromatherapy, anything that I feel makes the space feel sacred and calm and is very nurturing. So the other thing that I'll also do is I like physical comfort too, like the, like, I like to have a blanket. So sometimes what I'll do when I'll sit down for, and it's not always, I just go with how I feel that day. And it really doesn't have as much honestly to do with temperature as it does with just, if my body feels like it needs something, I will literally just take a blanket and sometimes I'll just cover my feet or my lap, or sometimes I wander around my shoulders, but I just am open to whatever it is that is going to make me feel like I want to be in this cozy, comfortable, little nurturing environment I'm making for myself. And so I used to look at meditation as something I did, you know, because it was going to be good for me. And now I really am actually excited to do it most days. I'm not going to say every day, I'm not quite there yet, but I really look forward to it now because now it's become a process where I, I nurture myself. I am creating a little environment just for me that feels good and is good for me as well. Now you've got your, you've got your intention, you've got your sacred space, and then it's just a matter of what you want to do during that time. Do you want to have silence, meaning no outside noise, 
Do you want to have, I sometimes have a fountain running. I have a little fountain in my office and sometimes I like the water running and sometimes it feels like too much. So I don't have the water running. Sometimes I like to have on some type of music in the background, sometimes not. So same things for for you, whatever works for you. And it may change, like I'm pointing out, even with myself day to day, it may be different. Just sort of check in before you sit down or lay down and figure out what you feel is going to help you come to your center, to be in alignment with your highest good, with love, with compassion for yourself, whatever's going to bring you that, that's what you want to pick that day, whatever's resonating with you. And then all you're going to do is, I suggest closing your eyes, but you don't have to. Some people like to stare at a particular thing that way, but most people find it easier if they close their eyes. It's just close your eyes and breathe. And when I first started, and even now actually, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll count Um, just to sort of get the thoughts out of my head. So I will count when I breathe in. So it would be breathe in. In my head, I say one. And then breathe out. And then breathe in. And I would say two on the next inhale. And go up to 10. And then start over at one. That's about as simple. um, A very simple way to meditate is just a counting meditation. And if you get to three and you forget where you are, just go back to one and start over. You don't have to get up to 10. And and when I was first doing it, I very rarely would get to 10 before I would be distracted. And I just kept having to start over at one. Um, And that's okay. And once again, the no judgment. So you can do a counting meditation. You can do a meditation with breath where you are breathing in something and breathing out something. So you could literally... And all this is to focus your attention, focus your mind in a way that is calming and relaxing for you so your body can regulate itself and sort of downregulate into a calm place or state. So you can breathe in and you can pick any word you want. I'm just going to give you some examples. You can breathe in and say, I breathe in. As you breathe in, you can say peace in your head. And you can, as you exhale out, love. So you can just say love. So you can keep thinking, I breathe in peace. I breathe out love. Sometimes I'll do things like, I breathe in love. I breathe out what no longer serves me. And I'm not saying these things out loud. I'm focusing on my breath and I'm just saying them in my mind and repeating them over and over just to help myself focus on something healing, you know, something that's going to resonate and, and bring my energy into a, a space that, that is healthy for me. There's lots of different ways to meditate. There's a couple. Actually, I have a guided meditation that I've done that has five senses that brings you to each of the five senses. And then in an attempt to then connect you to your to the power, really the power that's in you, that wisdom, that power that's within you. And if you'd like a copy of that, just email me, shoot me an email. The website link is in the podcast show notes. If you go to my website and just email me, I can send you that MP3 file or just email Kimberly Ann 
at drkimberlyann.com. That's my email. And then I can send you that uh, guided meditation. I think it's about 10 minutes. Ah, there's another concept, time. (laughs) How long? People say, how long should I meditate for? Again, to set you up for success, the best thing to do is start with an amount of time that you're going to be able to do consistently. So often people choose something that they might do one, two, three, five times, and then it becomes too much and they don't stick with it. So to me, pick whatever amount of time you're going to be able to do consistently. And I had done a meditation challenge with some friends a while ago, and the meditations that we did for that actually were from Deepak Chopra. And I think they were, I think all of them were under 10 minutes and people still talked about how profound an experience it was for them. If you want to start with a short, you know, I I don't even, I, I do this with my daughter sometimes and literally we'll do three to five minutes just because that way that's all she wants to do. That's all she feels like doing. And that's fine because if that can shift her mood, can shift her sort of shift her mindset, that's all really she's looking to do, then, then that's all it needs to be. In general, I would say, you know, 10 minutes is a great place. If you can do 10 minutes, if you start at five, start at five. If you start at one, start at one. It's like I said before, don't make the mistake I did and try and make a competition or an achievement out of it because it makes the road much longer because this is not what, that's not what meditation is about. You really want it, if possible, to be a daily practice. Like I said, I tend to do do it every morning. Sometimes I'll stop in the middle of the day. And when I do that, if I do more than one time a day, sometimes I will literally just stop and sit outside for a couple of minutes. I'm talking two minutes, close my eyes and just focus on my breath and it can shift things dramatically. So don't think that you have to do a half hour or an hour or some particular amount. It really is about what is going to make a change for you. And yeah, maybe if you do it longer, it'll be a bigger change. Maybe not. But I just encourage you to take the time to try, even if it's for two minutes the first day. And if you have any questions or want more specifics, please feel free to reach out to me and I can help guide you some more on the exact ways to do it, but there's so much information out there. And for those of you that like guided meditations, there are so many on, on YouTube that are guided. I personally like quiet more than, than guided meditations, but there's a place for everything. There really is. And you can use all kinds. And I, I do use both but I tend to, to like quiet more than anything. And I think that's probably just because that's what I personally need. But there are so many resources out there for you to just be able to go on YouTube. And there, I know there are apps. I don't use any apps, but I know there's apps for meditations too. And there are so many resources for you to be able to plug into meditating very, very easily. And there are a lot of yoga places. If you're looking for a place, some people like to do things like this in a group and that's great too. There are a lot of yoga centers that offer meditation workshops and classes. And now due to the way the world has gone in the last year, there are even things online. If you Google it, I'm sure you'll be able to find 
meditation, group meditations, where you can actually join a group and do, do it online as well. I will say there is a big difference between a personal practice and working in a group. Both have their place. Okay, so a group practice is sort of more high voltage because you have all those people there and all those energies sort of intermingling. So that can be very powerful. It can also be overwhelming or distracting for some people. So you want to just figure out what works for you. And the personal practice is, is really, really key. I hope that that helps you connect to the magic of meditation and understand more about it. And I would love to hear from you, comments, questions, ideas for other shows. Let me know what you think would be valuable for you because that's really what I'm here to do. I really want my intention with this show is to share love and knowledge with people so that you can empower yourself to live your best vibrant life. I really, really believe everybody deserves to feel love. Everybody deserves to connect with the wisdom and the power within themselves because we are so much more than we give ourselves credit for. Right now, we're going to head on over to the Sparks of Wisdom and I'll see you on the other side. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. So for today's Sparks of Wisdom, as far as the process of meditation, especially if this is something newer for you, always, always, always be kind to yourself. And when you are meditating, be in a place of observation versus judgment. You want to take the position that you're just observing the thoughts, the feelings, the physical sensations. Just observe them as a bystander, like they're on a movie screen. They're not part of you. And let them go by, be aware of them, but don't attach into them. Don't focus on them. Don't put your energy into them. Just notice them. And definitely don't judge yourself for any of it. And finally, when you meditate, you can create a space and a time and a connection with yourself and all that is. I hope that meditation is that for you or can become that for you? Thanks for joining me on this episode. For more information, stop on over at drkimberlyann.com. And as always, be you, be love, and be present. <laughs>